Young Don and Gideon just had a heated debate about works-based salvation, with Gideon surprisingly taking the position of works-based salvation being necessary to avoid hell while being a YouTuber that displays no works-based salvation in this content. Roll the clip, Zach. I got a question for you. So it's $5 for a grab. I'll give you a 20. I don't want to grab your but you can have that. I'll grab your titties. Who wants spit in their mouth right now by one of these fine females? If I, if I girl, I can't just be like, all right, man, you know, I need you to leave. Raw doggers do that. You're professional. I'm professional. <laughs> so this was a rather interesting debate with Young Don coming from the animation space and his first channel having over 2.4 million subscribers and then this year having a public profession of faith and getting into multiple debates with other creators on a variety of topics from pro-life to Islam. In fact, me and Young Don have became friends. He's appeared on my channel multiple times, I've appeared on his, but despite our friendship, there is one part in this debate where I do disagree with him on. So in this video, we'll be reacting to the debate between Young Don and Gideon, unpacking the idea of works-based salvation versus free grace, and ultimately, where I differ with both of them. Bruce Lawn. Welcome, 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 Gideon. We were just talking about faith, salvation through faith alone with the stream, and you were tuning in and you, you wanted, to, you wanted to, to hop on stream and talk, so what do you want to talk? Pause it. So it sounds like they were having a conversation. Uh, Don was streaming about free grace, salvation by okay. grace alone. Yep. Um, and Gideon decided, I guess was watching and decided to chime, chime in. So that's, that's the context here. That's interesting. All right. My brother. Go. You know what? First thing first, before I say anything, man, you know, all praises to the most high God, Christ, Holy Spirit, everybody watching the stream. Shout out to my brother, Young Don here, man. And all debates start with like, you just want a Grammy, right? Hey, I just want to shout out God real quick, my family, <laughs> uh, everyone back home that got me to this point. And then it yep. ends how it, how the intro eluded. Yeah. All so right. funny. All right. All right. Beautiful family and everything. Thank you, brother. Shout out to you too, man. Nah, man. If you can for me, I wanna I wanna hear you out completely. Because mm -hmm. I was I was hearing what you were saying. I want to make sure that I got you completely. So I got my notes here. I'm gonna take some notes down. It's quite simple. I believe Pause in it. He came with notes. Man, this is like it's like sales. You know, you hop on a Zoom with a high ticket clarity client. for like, you. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna take notes and I wanna hear your heart. Uh and I really wanna see how we can best serve you today. <laughs> so I brought notes. Romans chapter 10, verse 9. If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, Come on. and believe with thine heart that he was raised from the dead, thou shalt be saved. I believe that is all that is contingent on your salvation. I don't believe that anything was left out of that verse. I don't believe that Paul ran out of ink as he was penning that verse. I believe he communicated the message completely and clearly that in order to be saved, all you must do is profess Jesus as Lord and have believed that he was raised in the, from the dead because of everything that him being raised from the dead signifies. And that is that. What, what brought you to this conclusion? The Verse. Reading it clearly and stop it, stop it. <laughs> what brought you to this conclusion? Yeah, the the verse. <laughs> so just reading it, uh, I mean, it's and pretty then, evident. It's and then just, after I read it, the words, what the words said, yeah, was that conclusion. Yeah. I don't want to mock uh, Gideon too Man. much uh, because he he he's. I'm sure he's a swell guy. Yeah, and that there is some sort of profession of faith there. So I don't want to mock him too much. But that out the rip, like Young Don reads a verse that's fairly self-explanatory. Yeah, yeah, Salvation yeah. is by grace through faith alone, right? Anybody places faith in Jesus, and then he's like, "So what brought you to that conclusion?" Yeah, <laughs> the verse, bro. It's like I see so many. Why do I keep seeing so many parallels to like sales and like and like how you're so like told to sell high ticket is yeah. like. 
is like, so how, how does that make you feel? Do you want to stay in this position forever? Mm-hmm. What brought you to that conclusion? Yep. It's like, uh, yeah, just is. <laughs> Let's get back. What the Bible says and not expecting, not reading into the verse, my preconceived notions about salvation, but instead just taking it at face value and trusting that God is in the God of confusion. And he communicated clearly what he meant. This is this, like, this, I'm not gonna lie. Cause for me, this is a big deal. And you know, this is, I think a big deal for the people in the chat and stuff like that. And I feel like, you know, a lot more people in your chat look up to you than people would for me, because I feel like they would look up to you for spiritual edification, spiritual guidance and stuff like that look up to you for spiritual edification, spiritual guidance and stuff like that. You know, I know you spend a lot of time in your word. You're always working on your sword, you know, precept upon precept, line upon line and stuff like that. So I know a lot of people in here, you know, will take what you say as, you know, for lack of a better term, gospel, you know, it's like, you know, they trust you that you've, you know, you're doing your due diligence and everything. So my question is, if you believe, I'm gonna read it one more time, Romans chapter 10, verse nine, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth, the Lord Jesus, and shall believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. So it's all it's always King James version dudes checking other dudes on the theology. Yep. 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 <laughs> What's up? Yep. Do you think that if you do what Paul said in Romans chapter 10, verse 9, that even afterwards, if you were to not follow anything that the Bible says to do, not, you know, you're not living a righteous life, but you confess that, you know, your Lord Jesus rose again, that he's your savior, but you didn't follow anything that the Bible said, you think that you would still make it to the kingdom of heaven? Yes. Okay. Because I do that every day, Gideon. It's an extreme thing to say, do nothing the Bible says, but we acknowledge that we sin continually. You see, when you use the term live a righteous life, that means to live a perfect life. God's standard of righteousness is if you've sinned even once, you are no longer righteous in the eyes of God. And so the question now becomes, where do you want to draw the line? Do you want to draw the line at what? Murder? Is every other sin okay? Homosexuality? Are the other sins okay? Lying? Adultery? Where where do you draw the line? And what Bible verse are you quoting to know that, oh, these other sins, God will let slide? Is it, as long as I'm trying over here, the fact that I continue to sin against God doesn't really matter. In the eyes of God, you are an unrighteous being and your only righteousness is gifted onto you through the saving grace of Jesus's death on the cross. And so do I live my life like that? No, I try my best to be a good Christian. Truly, I do. Right. And even that's a loaded term because it implies works based salvation. But that's the culture in which we grew up. And so forgive me because that's the way I, I'm going to communicate. But what I mean by that, I do my best to, to not sin, to not commit sin, to not transgress the law. But I know I fall short of that all the time. And as a result of that, I have to lean on Jesus's sacrifice as the complete and perfect and soul fulfillment cleanses me of my iniquities, cleanses me of my wickedness and grants me interest into heaven. Okay. So you said one thing that I want to touch upon. You okay, said, so stop it right here. So, so here what Don is saying that I think people get conflated a lot <clears throat> is what he's saying is it's actually worse than you think. Yes. Like God is actually more holy than you ever imagined. Yeah. He's even more different than you ever imagined. And you're actually worse than you think you are. Yeah. Right? So when you have a grasp that you, even on a good day, is still a wretched sinner. Yep. In need of the grace and mercy for someone to cover that, then then it then it makes sense. Mm-hmm. But if you are comparing yourself to Hitler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about Hitler? Hitler's going to heaven, right? Like, and, and so you go to the, uh, the the most crazy radical version. Well, then yes, everyone's better than Hitler, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, but it, it it becomes like God doesn't grade on a curve. Yeah, it's not like oh yeah, the bottom ten yeah. percent. The class are is out. doing really bad today, you know? so uh, C is an A. Yeah, yeah, it's a pass or fail. Yeah, it's a pass or fail. So I think that's what Young Don is getting at. Is he's saying, look, you know, we still fall short even if we're following Jesus. 
Yeah. Even if you're following Jesus, the motivation is is different though. You know, the why mm-hmm. you follow Jesus is different. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So totally. yeah, it, it's a, he definitely it's like this idea. It's scarier than you thought. Right. 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 The fact that it is that it is uh that the law is important is should concern you. Turn the AC down. So, yeah, it's just funny because even I mean we'll we'll watch more of this, but like the juxtaposition of the two people that are debating these topics <laughs> and the sides they're on yeah. is hilarious to me. Yes, I was like, who? Why'd you choose that side? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, you know, I would see it as inverted. You know, on a oh, superficial level, one thousand know, percent. I would see it as inverted, like. The, he, the new Christian yeah. that's been super in his word, right. reading everything, right. and super on fire, right. cares so much about following the law. And right. then the guy that's like, oh, yeah, I'm kind of just talking about Bible in my videos every right. now and then, right. but in like comedy videos. Right. You know, it's it's saved by grace. Yep. But yeah, yep. It's, what a trip. All right. Let's jump back in here. Uh, being righteous is to be perfect. Yes. So we can all agree that the only the only perfect person was Jesus because he was the only person that didn't sin. That's a, that's precisely why he was perfect because he never but sinned. But the Bible calls multiple people righteous from David to Solomon to Job. So we we have to look at your definition of righteous is that you have to be perfect, mm-hmm. but we have multiple examples throughout the Bible of people people being called righteous. So my question is Can you give me a verse? Yeah, let me find some. Of, of people being called righteous? Yeah. I'm seeing here Genesis chapter 6. Genesis chapter 6? Genesis chapter 6 verse 9. I'm going there right now. I'm about to read it to see what it says. Okay, and if you just give me a moment, I can also put it on the screen so you can while you read it for my fa- or my viewers. These are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man, perfect in his generations, and Noah walked with God. Okay, what verse is that? That is Genesis chapter six, verse nine. Genesis chapter six, verse nine. Okay, these are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and he imperfect in his generations, and Noah walked with God. Do you understand what it means by perfect in his generations? What does that mean? So throughout in the <laughs> book of Genesis, it talks about the bloodline of the human race getting corrupted from the intermingling of angelic beings. And so when it says perfect in his generations, it means that his bloodline has been uncorrupted. It has been uncorrupted by the seed of Cain as well, because it is thought that it was with Cain's seed that intermingled with angelic beings. And so Noah, his bloodline was pure of that. It was only through the descendants of Seth and Adam. There has been no intermingling. So it was a, a pure human DNA. And this is in part of the reason why some theologian what are you loving it someone in the comments said angelic beans <laughs> angelic beans is that what the caption no. said no i maybe maybe i'm not sure but he meant to say angelic beings yeah. so funny uh no i think i think it shows that young don has been studying yeah. this dude's like i'm doing youtube and seminary and, <laughs> and and when i'm not doing that i'm being a dad and a husband and then seminary and more seminary and so it's like do you know what that means the difference in their their demeanor is interesting too. Yes, yes, uh, and 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 this is why these words matter. Um, this is why these this is why these words matter. So like, we're talking about just on a very rudimentary level. We're talking about Genesis, which is written written in ancient Aramaic, right? Yeah. He, excuse me, ancient Hebrew. Yep. And then you're talking about what that word is going to mean in the New Testament, which is written in Greek. Mm. Right, so just just on a on a surface level, when we're talking about the word righteous, yeah, what is that? What does that word mean in the language and in the books that it's written on? You're actually reading a, an English translation of two different books 
written thousands of years apart, right? Because they're going to go into this passage that I got pulled up here. Yeah. So I think just even that, you're showing two different, completely different um, types of literature, right? Like like Paul and Romans saying there are none righteous, no, not one, Yeah, is not the same righteous that it says that when Abraham uh, was Noah was righteous among his generation. Yes. It's, a, it's a literally, the, the word means something different. Yeah, you know, trip. so many different languages. Speculate God flooded the earth to cleanse the world also of those means. And so that's what he means by perfect in his generations. Now, he was a just man. Yes, I agree with that. He that's why he used Noah as a means for spreading the word and trying to warn people of the incoming flood. But by no means is he righteous. Why do you say that? Because righteous would imply perfect in his character. You would, you, you would know this maybe more than me, but isn't there a, a verse in the Bible that says that Jesus told someone be perfect? Mm. You don't think? Yo, chat, chat, if you guys can, if anybody <clears throat> knows that verse I'm talking about. But like, obviously, especially in today's day and age, none of us are going to be perfect. And we completely understand that. But I feel like that's why Christ came into our life. I so like pause it. So the verse he's referring to is actually in Matthew chapter uh, 5, verse 48. I'm going to read it in the uh, Blue Letter Bible pulls up the, the daggone uh, KJV. Um, <laughs> so uh, is this acting up again? Okay, here we go. So this is the... This is the Blue Letter Bible, and again, this is why, you know, I'm not saying we, we need to go learn ancient languages and all that kind of stuff, but uh, Blue Letter Bible is just a great resource for you guys. Uh, Matthew 5, verse 48, Therefore you shall be perfect, just as your Father in heaven is perfect. So the cool thing about Blue Letter Bible, and it's a free app, by the way, I think everybody should get it, and we actually talk about it in our free uh, How to Study the Bible course. If you don't have it, go to mastermydevo.com, get it for free. Um, so here's the, here's the Greek, and then check this out. We can click on the word, right? Perfect. Okay. So when you click on the word perfect, it says bought to its end, finished, wanting nothing necessary to completeness, that which is perfect, consummate human integrity and virtue, full grown adult of full age and mature. Notice that word perfect does not mean <laughs> sinless yeah. and righteous before God. So again, all you got to do is just dig a little bit below the King James, my yeah. brother. <laughs> just go a little deeper than the King James, and you'll be like, "Oh, there's, there's this actually has a meaning to it." And the word here is teleos, I think teleos, which is an adjective, and so it doesn't mean uh, uh, be sinless. You you must be sinless the way Jesus is sinless, or the way the Father is sinless. It doesn't mean you must be uh, perfectly righteous in the sight of God. It means be complete, have integrity and virtue, be a full grown adult of all of all full age, mature. That's what that word actually means. Mm. Ruslan so. has Mike Winger back right now. <laughs> Turns back into kind of what we were debating about last time when, you know, is the law done away with and stuff like that. And before, you know, the, the debate was, okay, it's everything that's in the New Testament, right? So you going by Paul's letter, we like, you know, I'm not going against Paul at all. I think Paul said everything that he said for a reason. But at the end of the day, the people's words that has the last say so is the most high God's word and everything that Christ said. That their word triumphs over everybody else's word. Now, whose words? That, whose words? The Most High God and Christ. Anything that God and Christ says, that is set in stone, if and or buts about it. Well, and obviously, but, it's going to triumph over anything that Paul or anybody else says. That's not true. Why? Because Jesus gave his ministry to the apostles. He gave them the permission to spread his gospel Come on, on Don. behalf of him. Exactly. So we know that the Bible wouldn't contradict. The Bible doesn't contradict itself, right? Right. Exactly. So the, the point the point in that I'm making to say that is it's either uh, what I'm saying is you saying that from that one verse, Romans 10, 9, 
that that negates us having to follow any of the law and that us just following, just believing in Christ has us completely saved. I'm saying that that completely contradicts the Bible. No, I'm saying that with a full understanding of the full context of the Bible from beginning to end, you come to the understanding of why it is that we moved away from being saved by our works to being saved by our faith in Jesus Christ. And so it doesn't contradict the Bible in the same way how, put it like this, you know, in the beginning of a story, someone gets beat up by the villain, right? Because he's weaker than the villain. In the end of the story, he defeats the villain because throughout the middle of the story, he got stronger and became stronger than the villain. To then look at the end of the movie and say, this contradicts the beginning of the movie because in the beginning, he got his butt beat by this guy and now he's mopping <laughs> the floor with him. This movie is filled with contradictions. No, you're taking out the middle. And that's what you do when you try to pit faith in Jesus as your means for salvation against faith being justified by works of the Old Testament. But, you know, that's a carnal understanding of it. Of course, like if I oh, said hold that. On, hold on, hold on, hold on. That's a carnal understanding of it. Yo, this man. So, so again, <laughs> that's so, so here's, here's the two macro, 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 macro. Mm -hmm. You are saved by works. Okay. You are saved by some sort of faith and works, right? Mm -hmm. You are saved by faith. And because you understand the grace, you want to live according to the way God would have you live. Yep. Right? So different folks have different positions. And even some Calvinists get it wrong on this. And they have lordship salvation, which mm. is like, if you tr are truly are saved, then you will have Jesus as your Lord and you will be a slave to Jesus as your Lord. And that's evidence that you ever had faith. So it's like it's like a reverse like it's still, it still ends up being workspace salvation. Kind, yeah, it still ends up being workspace salvation. And I'm not saying all Calvinists will miss me with that yeah, with yeah, the angry yeah. DMs. I'm saying some Calvinists still hold a works uh, a lordship salvation. So it's like the signs must follow. Like like the works must follow. Yeah. Versus saying you're saved by grace through faith alone. This is not of your own doing. It's a gift of God. Yeah. Right. And then uh, there's there's good works for you to do. Why? The motivation is different. Meaning that I can submit my son into obedience by fear yeah. and the sword, or I can I can I can sub, I, I could have him want to be obedient and submit because he understands that his father loves him and mm. wants the best for him and is looking at his ultimate best interest and that he should follow me and listen to me, even though at eight years old he's not going to be able to do it perfectly. Yes. Right? That motivation is different. That motivation is completely different. Yes. It seems like workspace salvation is for other people. Like, it seems like people that are get really bent out of shape with it feel like they want something to dis to know whether other people around them are saved or not. Yeah, because because you 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 want performance. Yeah, and so we're like, all it, wired by by performance. Yeah, and so if we go back to lordship salvation, like. What so if if that is basically saved by grace through mm -hmm. faith alone, mm -hmm. and then you want to serve God because of how special that is, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And then you serve Him. Like yes, we all agree they pretty still they pretty much still agree on saved by grace through faith alone. Mm -hmm. But but you want some some outward way to analyze other people's salvation. Yes, because yes. you you nosy. You're a busybody. Yes, it's, a, it's nosy for sure. <laughs> like you're a busybody, you know. And so I think, um, I think, I think the the, the like I the, think I think Gideon says in this. But how, how do you know if someone say right. it? They can just say it, right? It's like 
That's not for you to know, right? right. Why do you get because 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 this is the what the world and 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 psychology and self help what they're all teaching is behavior modification, mm. and 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 behavior modification is good. Some of you guys need to modify your behavior for your own interest. Yes, for your own interest, right? I came back from Israel five pounds heavier, and then I had another week of eating like crap. I need to better. I need to modify my behavior for my own interest because if I don't, I'm going to get bigger, and if I get bigger, I'm going to have other health complications. Yeah. It's in my best interest to modify my behavior. But me being a child of God has nothing to do with my behavior. It has everything mm. to do with Jesus's work on the cross and me putting my faith in that, and th and then the righteousness becomes imputed to you because of what Jesus did. So yes. it's like it's like it's yeah, it's interesting. Let's 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 jump back in. Oh, this movie has contradictions. That's me looking at it from like a human wrote this. But God throughout the entire Bible says that he does not change. He doesn't. The Bible but, also says that in Hebrews chapter, if you would like to turn to Hebrews chapter, I think it's chapter nine. So turn to Hebrews eight, verse seven. For if that first covenant had been faultless, then should no place have been sought for the second. For finding fault with them, he said, Behold, the days come, said the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers. In the day when I took them by the hand and led them out of the land of Egypt. You're following which covenant that he's speaking of, right? The covenant he made with Moses. Not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day when I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt, because they continued not in my covenant. And I regarded not them not, says the Lord. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, said the Lord. I will put my laws in their minds. I will write them in their hearts. I will be to them a God and they shall be to me a people. And they shall not teach every man his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for all shall know me, from the least to the greatest. For I will be merciful unto their righteousness and their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more. In that he says, a new covenant, he has made the first old. Now that which decayeth and waxeth old is ready to vanish away. And so this right here is not an evidence of God changing. However, it's evidence of it is a passing away of the old covenant, the, the old agreement. Let's it's look because you have Pause to understand. It. Another way you could say it is just the fulfillment of the old covenant yep. and Jesus having a new covenant. Yes. Yeah. A covenant is an agreement. If I make an agreement with you and I say, hey, Gideon, let's start a business together and let's do a let's do a 30 70 split because you got way more clout than me. And, you know, what I'm saying you're going to be pulling in a lot of the views and that's what's going to make the, the 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 product pop at first. Right. And we agree to that for five years. And in that five years, I grow my audience as well. And, you know, I prove myself to be an, a non replaceable component of the business. And I come back to the table and say, hey, Gideon, you know what, brother, I want to keep doing this. But if we're going to keep doing this, let's at least make this 50-50. And then we say, and you agree and you say, okay, I'm cool with that. That is now a new agreement. The old agreement is no longer relevant. It is no longer a 70-30 split. That doesn't change who we are, our nature of, of people. It doesn't contradict ourselves. It's, it's simply a new arrangement instituted by us. And God did the same thing with the death and resurrection of Jesus. In the old covenant, it was through adherence to the laws in, that counted as faith. And it is by that faith that you are made righteous in the eyes of God. Because mm -hmm. the question arises, okay, then how was a Abraham saved prior to the death of Jesus. You have always been saved by faith. And so prior to the laws of Moses, even he was saved by obedience to God. God spoke directly to Abraham. He spoke directly to Adam. You know, he spoke directly to the, the men of the oldest portions of the Old Testament. But then eventually with the son, by the time we got to the sons of Israel, he stopped speaking to the masses. Well, although the Bible doesn't indicate that he often spoke to the masses, he usually spoke to selected people, but he brought Moses up onto the mountain and gave him the Ten Commandments. He ushered to him all of the laws that are to govern the sons of 
of Israel. And he said that it is the adherence of these laws. See, Abraham wasn't circumcised. Abraham didn't follow the Sabbath. These were laws instituted with the covenant made with the sons of Israel. And so I don't know if Abraham, actually, don't quote me on whether or not Abraham was circumcised. I'm not quite sure when that was instituted. I, I believe it's with Moses. Point is, it is the laws that he gave yeah, to Moses. And yeah, circumcision came after. Um, mm. Abraham came from Mesopotamia area and going down that rabbit hole, they, they were polytheistic. So Abraham's culture worshiped many gods. Okay. You know? What so that that's a whole nother like can can of worms that you can go down. So like Abraham wasn't monotheistic. And that and then God reveals himself to Abraham as a Yahweh, you know what I mean? The one and true living God, you know? So anyway, keep that's going. That's crazy. That the Lord said, it is your adherence of these laws that will count as your faith. That is how you show me your faith. Your adherence, you're following the Sabbath. That is you displaying your faith. You not wearing these clothing. You not eating these foods. You not doing these things. You doing these things. These are all ways for which you may display your faith in me. And it is that. And a lot of that was also to, to have the children of Israel be set apart and to be different from the rest of the polytheistic culturally, culturally yeah. around them who were, uh, uh, you know, worshiping Molech and offering their babies as sacrifices and yeah. all kinds of crazy, bizarre stuff. So there was a distinguishment. Planned huh? Planned Parenthood? Chill, 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 chill. <laughs> uh, but there was all kinds of other stuff connected to um, that that wasn't just as, as uh, you know, it was just going to give you a bunch of arbitrary rules. No, no, no. They were set apart. They were literally set apart culturally and uh, in the way, from the way they dressed to the way they wore their hair to what they ate, all these sorts of things to make them a separate people from the rest of, you know, the folks around. Faith that is counted as righteousness. With Jesus, however, when Jesus comes around, now your faith in Him is what counts as righteousness. Before you go, before you go too far, because like I don't want to like, because like you know, you were at one thing, and you went to another. So like I want to kind of like go like with the flow of like the things you're talking about. Is that cool? Yeah, yeah. You brought up Hebrews chapter eight, how they were talking about out with the old and with the new and stuff like that. The main question is, why was the old covenant done away with? Because it was imperfect. That's what they say in chapter eight. And let's go back to chapter eight. Wait, before we go to chapter eight, mm -hmm. can you go to Jeremiah? 31 verse 31 okay and i'll just start reading it for everybody but verse 31 says behold the gate the days come saith the lord pause it real quick um before we go on uh guys zach is going to tell you guys about our big black friday sale our big Why don't black you pull friday it up on sale. the screen oh yeah let me pull it up for you guys Bada -bum. boom oh my goodness okay so i'm gonna give you guys a little secret <laughs> the secret is if you are on the bless god newsletter you already know the Black Friday sale code. Now, this is the best time to participate in picking up some merch. And there's some extremely new pieces available, right? We have the cream hoodie. Fabulous. We have all of our Heather hoodies, which just hit so different. Uh, we're restocked on so much stuff. And we also got these joggers, yo. And these joggers are extremely comfortable. They, they match the Heather a hoodie collection. Uh, we got windbreakers. We got amazing merch, merchandise. And all this stuff is super uber duper sustainable, meaning you buy it once and it'll last you forever. You know what they say? Buy it nice or buy it twice. And we have a 30% off site-wide Black Friday sale. If you use the code, I'm going to give it to you here, but also subscribe to the Bless God newsletter so you can get it in writing. If you use the code, thankful. Use the code THANKFUL and get early access to the Bless God Shop Black Friday sale. 30% off your entire order 
And if you spend $85 or more, you get free shipping. So we have, I mean, this is like a hidden deal. If you su subscribe to the Bless God newsletter, there will be an email that goes out tomorrow morning as well um, with the code. And then on Black Friday, we will actually have the code available here on the store. So if I, for some reason you forget, you just hop on the store, it'll tell you what the code is and you can enter it. But, you know, we have limited inventory. This is not pre-order. Everything's shipping out one to three business days. So if you enter the code THANKFUL at checkout, you get 30% off your entire order and you don't miss out on anything that you want. And Mark Rogers got the text because he's already part of the Bless God newsletter. But this is a this is a great time to go scoop up some stuff because uh, great deals. <clears throat> and anyone that's got our merch knows that we make some of those high quality merch. Oh yeah, um, and it's sustainable and it holds up well. We're not just doing fast fashion flip flipping t-shirts and uh, hoodies. This stuff is stuff I wear every day, and I, I, I kind of wear it into the ground, and it still holds up years later. Um, we will have the sale going through Cyber Monday, but the inventory is limited. We got a limited. limited space. Yes. <laughs> we yeah. got a very limited space. And so we just maximize the little bit of space we have. And then uh, once it sells out, we try to get new. But uh, so just, the sooner you order it, the sooner you'll get it. But it is going, we are going to run out of stuff. Yeah. Get, get it before your size sells out. Yep. I mean, like the, the average stock per item per size is probably five to six. So if you're a medium yep, yeah, and there's up. 10 people that like that, that piece in a medium, you better scoop it up faster. Yep. Uh, and then there's also Afterpay available, which uh, Shopify um, makes available too. So it's just a good time to get in. All right. Let's jump back into this debate. We'll make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. So this is in the days of Jeremiah. So this was like 1,500 years before Christ was born, something like that. Mm -hmm. So this is way before. So this is a prophecy. Not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the land, by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt. So it's kind of saying the same thing that Hebrews is saying. Yeah, th this is what Hebrews was quoting. Which my covenant they break, although I was <laughs> a husband. <laughs> no, it's like, yeah, the, the verse you wanted to go to in Jeremiah that's actually what Hebrews was quoting. Yeah. Was trying to take you to them, save the Lord. So the reason why he had to make a new covenant is because they broke the covenant. So basically they cheated on the Lord. They broke the covenant. In the law of Moses, your wife cheated on you. You had to basically not remarry. You couldn't remarry her. You would kill her. You would kill her. Exactly. Yeah. So you would have chill, to marry chill, someone. Chill, 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 chill. New. So God had to kill Israel, but he also had to kill himself. He couldn't, because you can't remarry somebody. So that's why Christ had to die so he could remarry israel so that way he can make a new covenant that's the only way that the covenant could be remade hold that's on, why hold on hold on hold on, hold on. Guys I'm, stupid. I'm not stupid guys i i know this what are we talking about god had to kill him got to kill himself i have never heard that phrase in my life what is happening here pull that back because i i don't get any i don't understand it go ahead but he also had to kill your wife cheated on you you have and husband unto them, save the Lord. So the reason why he had to make a new covenant is because they broke the covenant. So basically, right. they cheated on the Lord. They broke the covenant. Right. In the law of Moses, your wife cheated on you. You had to basically not remarry. You couldn't remarry her. You would kill her. You would kill her. Exactly. Okay. So you would have to marry someone new. Right. So God had to kill Israel, but he also had to kill himself. He couldn't. Hold on. Can't... Hold on. Hold on. How do we make that jump? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you jump? There's from, no logical conclusion. There's 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 infidelity in a covenantal relationship, and then therefore the person who had the infidelity committed on them has to then go and delete himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was there was no like logical. How do like, you make that conclusion? Conclusion. There was no like line of reasoning that got us there. Yeah. 
he married somebody. So that's why Christ had to die. So he could remarry Israel. So that way he can make a new covenant. That's the only way that the covenant could be remade. That's so why I, right when Christ died, mm. that's when we entered into the new covenant. So I disagree. I'm, May I I'm, pause it. I'm, I'm curious if he's freestyling this or if this is a teaching he's heard. It's probably a little bit of both. I, I think he's probably heard it this way or heard some sort of version of it. And then he's like remembering it poorly. Yeah. You know? <laughs> For a another interpretation of the verse that you... The, the well, let me just read verse 33, and then I got you. But this shall be... I love how, like, they agree... Uh, Young Don's like, we ag we agree. We're reading the same thing. Yeah. You're just landing on this, like, like not the, not the same version. He's like, let me read a verse for you. And Young Don's like, yeah, I know. It's the old covenant. Yeah. Like, we both agree on that. Covenant that I will make with the, with the house of Israel. After those days, saith the Lord, I will put my law in their inward parts and write in their hearts and will be their God and there shall be and they shall be my people. Then if we go over to John 1 and 1, we figure out but what Jesus can we, really before we Before we move on, can I offer my rebuttal? Because I Of course, I, of course. Yeah, because I don't think it, you interpreted verse 30, right? Okay. So the part where you say, which my covenant they break, although I was a husband unto them, said the Lord. What this is displaying is the fact that this agreement was imperfect for the fact that humans are simply too flawed to uphold the standard set by God. And so it's not... Out of frustration of the Israelites' disobedience that he establishes a new covenant. It's out of mercy. It's out Come of on. grace. Come on. I agree. I, that's why he made the new covenant for us. Right. And so, all right. So we agree that this is the old covenant. The, what is the old covenant, right? But, that but the shall, old covenant, had, he had to make a new covenant because we broke the old one. Not because we broke the old covenant, but because we could not live up to the old covenant. But it says because you broke it. No. Check it out. It didn't say because. It says which my covenant they break. Although I was a husband unto them said the Lord. It didn't say that I'm making it because they break my covenant. You got to read it exactly what it says. It says he's just saying it is a matter of fact that he's going to give them a new covenant. So where's the but okay, I can hit you with the same thing. Where's the because we cannot keep the covenant. So he had to give us something better. Like you're saying that I'm not reading it right, but then you're saying that mm -hmm. oh, humans aren't able to keep the law, statutes, the commandments. So that's I mean, why Jesus says that. All right, let's talk. Let's look at the if chat, if you guys can pull up the verse where Jesus talks about the law being overbearing. Right, like the, the, the only reason why I feel like I'm really trying to harp on this is because I just feel like if Christians, if you if you become Christian, you're turning your life over. But by the way, you're saying it like you're not going to see your life changing. You're not going to see you moving in a different direction. If I, never you really that. Christ, I never said that. James chapter two, faith without works is dead. You, you didn't that. say that, but you saying that it doesn't matter if you keep the law or not. If I, you just accept yeah, the Lord and Savior, as if you just accept true. God as your Lord and Savior, right. but you still do what you did in your old skin, mm -hmm. that's basically, it's, it's the same thing. You're not, you're not showing, you're not showing God that you love him. It says throughout the entire New Testament, if you love me, keep my commandments. Where does it say that? I, I got you right here. First John chapter five, verse two. But this we know that we love the children of God right. when we love God and keep his commandments. For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not grievous. So it's basically saying right here. Where, where are they? Where, where? What verse? First John chapter five, verse two through three. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Whoever. So whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ born of God and everyone that loveth him that begat. No, first John, first John, first John chapter five, right? Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God and everyone that loveth him that begat loveth him also that is begotten of him. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not grievous. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world and this is a victory that overcometh the world even our faith. Who is he that overcometh 
overcometh the world, but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. This is he that came by water and blood, even Jesus Christ. Not by water only, but by water and blood. And it is a spirit that beareth witness because spirit is truth. So what are the commandments that he's talking about? You know what? I got you right here. Christ tells us the commandments to keep. If everybody, if you're watching this, go over to Matthew verse 20. I have a question. Okay. Is this one of those things that is like, hey, man. A, a little <laughs> bit of Bible is better than no Bible. You know, <laughs> like, praise God, this YouTuber that makes slightly debaucherous content yeah. that has 6 million subscribers isn't fully like Logan Paul. He, like, has some sort of, like, idea of scripture, even if it's, like, inaccurate. Like, someone commented yesterday, Ruson, would you still listen to someone's music if they had, if they uh, espouse bad theology? Uh-huh. And I guess it would depend on what, what the theology is. But yeah. at the same time, it's like, I mean, a little bit of theology is better than no theology, right? Yeah. So I'm more concerned for Gideon in the logical conclusion of how this has impacted his life. Mm. Like, you believe this, yet you live the opposite of this. Yeah. Yeah. Well... Right, yeah. <laughs> like, like if you believe this, that like it should be the scariest thing. It should be the it should be horrifying. You should be the most you uh, should be legalistic terrified person. You know what I mean? And so yeah. I think in that, outside of whatever precedent this sets, this is a dangerous teaching. Mm. Not in not in um, not in like some folks who believe that you got to have works to be saved. Like I think yeah. that's bad in and of itself. But like in his life, this just seems very counterintuitive to the person he claims he wants to be. Mm. The, the the degree of cognitive dissonance here is is, is mind oh, no, blowing. No, no, it's definitely insane. You know, so I'm sitting here like, huh? Like, you know, and, and again, James says a double minded man is unstable in all his ways. Like yeah. you believe that you can every time you sin you are on on you could potentially go to hell yet you keep on sinning i also wonder if he's on some sort of like hebrew israelite stuff i don't know because he he's he holds really he strongly to the, to the old testament yeah and and he was on the impulsive podcast mm -hmm. with logan paul's thing and he was talking yeah. about how he doesn't eat pork or shrimp or mm -hmm. like just like random random levitical law things yeah it's weird yeah um so yes so no i think this is unhelpful you think I think unhelpful? I think this is unhelpful. I think this is unhelpful to him personally. Yeah. I don't think people go to Gideon for anything theological. Yes, but how much more debaucherous would his content be if he had no theology? That's kind of what I'm wondering. Okay, so this is okay. I see what you're saying. So if he had no theology, would there be more? Uh, would there be less restraint? I don't know that. I don't. Yeah. Know. I don't. It's, know. Too, it's too hard to tell. But it's I like, think. But but if you're gonna have theology that leads to behavior modification, you would think that this would be the theology that leads to <laughs> behavior modification. <laughs> no, you like, definitely you, do. You have a theology that causes you to walk on eggshells with God. Yeah. Why is your life? Why is your life not look like unless that? it's too calculated and it leads to an extreme lack of um, a a deep emotional encounter and connection with jesus maybe that's it like it's point. so it's so works-based that you don't even realize what jesus did for you and, and like how that connection is yeah. and so then you don't even feel as much of a need you just think of it as like rules yeah like a speed limit you know it's yeah. there but so you go with the flow of traffic it seems like he's sda 
Which, What's SDA? Yeah, uh, Seventh Day Adventist. Oh. So I've, I've met some SDA brothers that are like really solid, and I've met others that like think that like we've chosen a mark of the beast because we don't. Kelly do P the is, is Seventh Day Adventist. Yeah, when Kelly P seems very solid, you Kelly know, from, P is from in our here. interactions. But then there's other brothers that will like literally argue with me and tell me that like I'm going to hell and I've taken a mark of the beast because I, I I go to church on Sunday. So there's even a spectrum within SDA. There's there's the more militant, then yeah. there's the more like yeah like. Have fun. You don't have to take the Sabbath. <laughs> you get to do the Sabbath. You know what I okay, mean? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, let's let's uh, let's Two, go back to that. and start at verse thirty-six. This is this is out of Christ's mouth. So this is what the Living Word said. They call Christ the Living Word because no one knows the Torah, no one knows the law better than Christ Himself. Master, which is the greatest commandment in the law? So someone's asking Christ, Lord, what is the greatest commandment in the law? So he's asking the Living Word what the greatest law is. And Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul. So Don, you have a family with you, right? Mm -hmm. Whenever you tell people you love your family, what, what are you? saying you love your whenever you say you love your family with all your heart are you really saying oh i love my family with all my, are you literally talking about your literal heart no because your heart pumps blood across your body your heart doesn't have thought patterns it doesn't have neurons to think of stuff so whenever the bible talks about heart it's talking about your mind whenever you love something it's always on your mind like your wife she's always going to be on your mind your children they're always going to be on your mind mm -hmm. so when christ is saying I mean, here I, obviously it's not your literal organ yeah. Right. Like he's not he's saying. He's like making non-points. Yeah. It's like yeah. You, you, you love your wife. It's your organ. Like the or, no. It's your heart is. You could say mind. I think being is better. Like yeah. your entire being, the trajectory of your being. You give your heart to Jesus. Right. That's your being. Not you know. Uh, not just. I think this is like a weird attempt to like ex try to exegete the scripture when he hasn't had a lot of scholar. So he's like, it's actually saying your mind because your heart right, pumps right, right. blood, and it's like, oh wait 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 okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, and I wouldn't say mine. I would say everything. Yeah. Yeah, 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 with all with all of you. Yep. Right. Your mind is your intellect, your ability to reason, your ability to right have logic and and, and all that kind of stuff. So uh, go go ahead. Thou shalt love the Lord with all thy heart and with all thy soul. That you should have the Lord in your head at all times. What would Christ do? What? How should I move? Christ should be on your mind twenty four seven. And this is the first and greatest commandment. So what Jesus is saying here is always think about how you can follow him, how to be like him. And it says we have to be Christ like. <laughs> Truth says it's funny because that verse then says mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it makes a distinguishment between heart and mind. It's like your heart. Love God with all your mind and then with all your mind. Yeah. <laughs> like, wait, no. Keep going. Christ kept the law. Christ kept all the commandments. So we have to be like him in the best of our ability. But the thing that we're blessed with is that we have grace. Whereas before, if you were to we're in you the know, Bible. commit adultery. Where in the Bible does it say that if you aren't like Christ, you will go to hell? Where in the Bible does it say? I mean, I, don't, I can't find a verse that says that. Because it's not in there. There is no but if. if Oh, I love young dog, you're, bro. He, you're assuming things. You're put. You interpreting things like. But, but Christ said, "Did he not tell the lady?" He pause said, it, "Pause it." This man got two clear W moments in this. Yeah. The first one is, "What made you come to that conclusion?" The verse. The verse. Yeah. I, I read verse out loud. What made you come to the conclusion? The verse. And the second. <laughs> And the second one is, uh, where in the where, Bible? Where in the Bible does it say, uh, if you don't, if you, what do you say, if you're not perfect like Jesus, you're going to hell? And yeah. He yeah. says, well. I don't know with it because it doesn't. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's like two clear W moments here. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, if you guys can't go the person in the chat, go forth, uh, and, go sin forth no and sin no more. Do you think that's what she did? Do you think she sinned no? Do you think she sinned no more? I'm, I can't say that. Can you? Yeah, I can. The Bible says that there isn't a righteous man that walks the earth. Nobody is without sin. The Bible also says that anyone who claims to be without sin, the truth is not within him. And so Jesus was not giving her an unattainable standard. What he was giving her was fatherly advice. Come on. I'm not going to. You see, you can't say that. This is Why not? the Lord God. This is Christ telling a woman. So are you saying no that more. Christ, who was God in flesh, was 
ignorant of the fact that us mere humans are incapable of living a life that is not sinless. So why would he say sin no more? Because he's giving her advice. The same reason your dad will tell you to listen to your mom. He doesn't say that to you with the expectation that you're always going to listen to your mom. He's going to tell you to telling you that because that's what's in your best interest. This feels like youth group. This feels like <laughs> this feels like like give me like like give me questions, you know. Mm -hmm. So why does it say that? Right. Right. It's to make a point. Right. It's not that it, it's like it's like so when someone asks a question and they're intently listening and you give them a solid answer, that's the only thing I yeah. I, I like how they debate. It, it it's smooth. Yeah. Um I'm looking up the word righteous in uh so check this out. So 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 you guys remember earlier when we were talking about the word righteous. Um hold on, Zach. This is my wife calling me. Uh tell them about the sale again, Zach. <laughs> I'm going to step out and take this one. Hey, so in case you missed it, we have a Black Friday sale. Use code THANKFUL at checkout. At checkout to get 30% off your entire order. We have new pieces from sweatpants to new hoodies to even a windbreaker. Don't miss out. It's limited inventory. Um, and then we also have Patreon, guys. Patreon is kind of booming right now. If you didn't know... Uh, we're launching a podcast called the Bless God Podcast. Ruslan has had some super awesome guests, and we are in no rush to release the full episodes. As you see, there are clips coming out, but if you want to see the full long episodes, head over to Patreon. It's only $5 a month, and you also get access to the unedited after parties every of every stream. So five days a week, there is an after party. That unedited stream will go on Patreon. So you get um, exclusive podcasts, early release podcasts, um, uncut episodes of the after party, which um, there's a lot of moments in there that don't make it into clips onto the Bless God Studios channel. And and if you want to double up, you get a discount code for the Bless God shop. So in the future, <coughs> when there's other sales, you can also enter your code um, year-round, you get access to this. It's unlimited-use discount code. So if you're a fan of the Bless God merch, you're a fan of what we're doing here on the channel, um, and you uh, enjoy the content, you want early access to it, five bucks a month, it is cheaper than a grande at Starbucks. Come on. Come on, somebody. Okay, so uh, real quick, but coming back to this point, right? Um, righteous. Righteous. So remember the, the version of Righteous we read about Noah? Yes. Right? And then remember the version of righteous. No, no, excuse me. The word perfect, right? Mm -hmm. Be perfect as I am perfect. Now yep. check out what the word righteous is saying in Romans 3. There are none righteous, no, not one, okay. right? This is the version of righteous, not version of righteous. This is a different ver word than perfect. And, and I guarantee you it's a different word than Hebrew, which talks about Noah being righteous amongst his generation. Okay. Remember, Hebrew, Old Testament, Greek, New Testament. Two different languages. Hebrew and Greek, right? Hebrew and Greek, different yep. languages. Here is what righteous means in Romans 3. Righteous, observing divine laws. In a wide sense, upright, righteous, virtuous, keeping the commands of God. And that's Greek. And that's in the Greek. It's a, it's a different word, guys. So when it's saying none are righteous, it means that none are keeping the commands of God. None are observing the divine laws of those who seem to themselves to be righteous, um, Innocent, faultless, guiltless, used of him who uh, the way of thinking, feeling, acting, wholly confirmed to the will, wholly confirmed to the will of God, um, and who therefore need to be uh, need no those who don't need no rect rectification in their heart. 
Mm. right? And then it says, only Christ truly is righteous, approved or acceptable to God. So the word is different, yeah. right? You're looking at different words in different languages. And uh, and so, and that's what Don is getting at. It's like, based on this definition of righteous, which is in Romans 3, there are none righteous. You're all mm. doomed. Yeah. No matter how well you performed, you will not keep the per- law perfect. There's, it's, it is not happening for anyone. Yes. Right. That's that's the point that that young Don is is trying to drive here. All right. Let's go back to it. To listen Who tells to someone something automatically? If I tell someone, man, you got to stop doing drugs. Why would I have in my thought process? Oh yeah, they're still gonna do drugs. Why would you tell? Why would we're you talking about waste your sin. time telling someone Gideon, to stop we're doing t- We're talking about if you know that they're still gonna do it. Gideon, we're talking about God and sin. You're talking about yeah. God who knows everything and put in His Bible that there isn't a righteous man that walks the earth. You don't think God knows that it, we are incapable of not? Let me put it like this: Do you sin? Of course. Why? Because I, I come short, but I so try why, to be Christ. So, so are, is that so? If Jesus came to you and told you sin no more would you be able to live up to that no okay so you're then saying that jesus would have told you something pointless but i'm not gonna live if but it says throughout the bible if you are different you would turn away from the world it does, jesus so, didn't say try not to sin jesus didn't say sin less he said sin no more right yet yeah that is an impossible standard to reach so is it that he is saying not to sin because you need to not sin in order to go to heaven or is he telling you not to sin because sinning is going against the wisdom of god and there are consequences to sin god you do think because jesus would never tell you that it's okay to sin a little bit in the same way in the same way uh, yes and we all die because we all sin and we will all yeah, continue we all, to sin. We all die, but like, but where will we go? We, if, depending if, when on whether back, or not, depending when, on whether if anybody that does anything against Christ, he's going to kill them. It says that in Revelations that he's coming back with a vengeance, all his enemies. And, and what do you think is the worst sin, crime you we could are commit wicked against. in the eyes of God. If we live in our sin, we're. You got to zoom in on Don's face. It's Christ. He's going to kill them. It says that in Revelations that he's coming back with a vengeance, all his enemies. And, and what do you think is the worst sin, crime you we could are wicked against. in the eyes of God. If we live in our sin, we're, it says it throughout the Bible that we <laughs> are in the eyes of God. You live in your sin, brother. I'm not, I'm not trying to debate you on that. but No, no, but you're, I'm saying you're, you're saying that if we live in our sin, God, Jesus will come back and kill. I'm sorry. What would you call it when someone sins every day? Would you not call that living in your sin? That's living in your exactly, that's, that's Okay, the so then we're all doomed because if that is the basis on which we will be saved, we're screwed. So if I sleep all day one day, did I send that day? Pause if it. you did not, oh, if you were man. conscious, unconscious the whole day. What? This man said, if I, if I sleep, if I slept all day, did I send that day? I'm like, well, did you have responsibilities that you didn't <laughs> adhere to? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Man. Shout out for, for, to, for, to Don for how um, composed and patient he remains in this Don was stoic, son. He was stoic. This is stoicism at another level, man. Goodness. Yeah, it, it's funny because it seems like Gideon believes works-based, salva- or works-based salvation, mm-hmm. but at the same time believes that it's relatively easy to do. Yep. Like, like it's like a general, like, w- whatever your right. grandma told you growing up is, is the law. It's not like a literal... Right. Because like, there's multiple times Don's like, bro, we've, we've sinned multiple times in this... Right, in this right, right. debate yep. and he's like how so you know yep. it's like i think he doesn't he underestimates yeah. the difficulty of that he thinks yeah. it's like very literal like yeah. i just don't speed yeah you know yeah. i don't overeat right you know it's right. like yeah it's, 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 it's a very superficial version of sin yes superficial it's a hype beast version of sin it's a hype beast. yeah <laughs> yes and, and it's one that where he just feels like it's easy enough to do on your own like you should be able to do this on your own, right? And right it's like, right, right. oh, you you me- you messed up, 
Yeah. If we're going by the standards of going with the, the wisdom of God, there are proverbs that speak against being lazy and lying in bed. So I guess technically, yes. So I guess if I try to observe a day of rest, the Sabbath, and rest it, then that, that's contradictory. This, this man hit her with man, the bait and switch, bro. This man with the bait and switch and a complete misunderstanding of what Sabbath is. Yo, it's like, yo, so if I just sit around, well, what about the Sabbath? Man, this man thought that God literally told us to <laughs> take five naps one day a week. And we're chilling. Oh my goodness. Yo, keep going, keep going, keep going. No, it's not. No, it's not because then. So if I work the entire week and I spend one day to just relax. Well, if we you're talking about adhering to Sabbath every day. in the context There's of the days old where covenant, we don't of sin. course, that rest would not count as a sin. You just gave me an example of someone who just laid up in bed all day, not under the context of it being the Sabbath. And so, so no, there's that. And then also, of course, there are other ways in which you sin against God. And so let me ask you this. What's up? If you go, do you think you ever go a week without sinning? I'm not going to say I have. I'm, I'm just not going to say that. But there's people that I know that could definitely, that probably have gone a week without sinning. If oh. you're, if Oh, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. You guys think I'm stupid. I'm not stupid, guys. I I know this. This man thinks you can go a week without sinning. He thinks somebody has. Somebody somewhere hypothetically <laughs> went a week without sinning. That's like a really clever way of not claiming to be self-righteous. Yeah. While also opening a door to your idea to be right. Keep going. If you're trying your best to be Christ-like, you're gonna slip up. But just sit Gideon, up here and say we this. have both sinned since the beginning of this conversation. Why have you said that? Because we've both exercised pride, even if it's in our heart. Because I know that as a man, we both want to look right in front of the audience, and that is an exercise of pride. You see, this is the standard that I believe. It's it's interesting. The the people who preach faith only based salvation take sin, in my opinion, more seriously than the people who think they can be saved by trying to adhere to the law. Pause it. That's a W. That's that another w, w. That's another W. Because think about, not all, but think about a lot of the people who hold to this like very legalistic version. It's like, I'm going to white knuckle it yeah. for a while, and then I'm going to go and, and, and have a sin, uh, a sin vacation. Yeah. Like I'm going to go, I'm going to do it really good <laughs> for a week, and then I'm going to go have a sin vacation. A sin vacation. Yeah, I also... It feels like, and I don't know if they cover it later in this in this thing. It's it seems like Gideon has a a binary between you either have a workspace salvation or you have a um, a not all the way. You have a lukewarm salvation. Right, right, right. right. He, like he has this binary where it's like you either follow the law and you have to follow the law to be saved, or if you believe faith uh, faith by grace, yeah, salvation through grace then you're just uh, a lukewarm Christian because you're always sinning. Yep. I don't know if it gets addressed. It does. The idea, it does. <coughs> it of, does. Of like, I guess, I got, oh, shoot. Whoa, 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 whoa. Ah, ah, ah. Ah. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I got, I got, I got more scripture. Okay, okay, I okay. got more scripture. I got okay. more scripture. Because you, you agree, right? Yes. Like he's, he's yes. definitely has a binary where he's like, he, he thinks Don is tripping when in reality, Don is probably living more righteously 100%. than, than, than 100%. Gideon. 100%. I, I take sin so seriously. I believe the standard of God is set so high that I, I could never attempt to try and live a life that is not with it, that's not in sin. Because sin is so, it's 
You literally have to be perfect. Not an, a drop of pride, a drop of envy, a drop of anger, a drop of impatience, a drop of you always, always you got to act in the in pure love as love is defined in the Bible. If you are not operate, if you, you think you operate like that 24 hours a day, you never have a, 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 a impure thought, unkind, you know, joke, even if it comes in your mind when you see somebody or you see something on your phone. Brother, everyone sins every day. Even I'm, not, I'm not debating that. I'm not okay. saying people. Well, don't you just sin. said you just said that you think that there are you you know people who may be able to go a whole week without sinning. So okay. I my in my opinion, everyone sins pause it, every pause day. It, pause 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 it, Linda, Linda, listen to me. <laughs> Linda, listen to me. There's sin with regards to breaking the commands of God. You know that you shouldn't go and steal, lie, cheat, kill, yes. murder, right? There's those the, we would call those sins of commission. You are breaking the commands of God. Yeah. What we forget is that there's also sins of omission. There's something you know you should do that you don't do. That's a mm. sin of omission. James, I believe, says anything done outside of faith is sinful. Okay. So there's breaking the commands of God. There's not doing the very things you know you should be doing. A lot of us know the things we need to be doing, but we aren't doing. A lot of y'all know y'all should be in a church. You should be in a Bible study. You should be reading your Bible. You should be going to, uh, you should be praying. You should be going to the gym. You should get a hold of your, you should, there's a bunch of things you should be doing that you're not doing. So you're falling short in that area. Yeah. Now, then there's the words that come out of your mouth. Mm -hmm. Okay. Then there's the thoughts that you may be suppressed with the words. There's layers to this. And then there's the motivation for the good works you do do. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Leaving uh -oh. you in a ton of doo-doo. <laughs> hey! So that... Sin so, is like an onion. Sin is like an onion. So that on any measurable scale, your best work... That's why the scripture says, your good deeds are but filthy rags to Jesus. Oh! So on any measurable metric... And so if you want to deduce sin to, hey, we're, I'm just talking about the Ten Commandments. Yes. We could play that game. Yeah. We could play that game. When's the last time you looked at a woman and lusted? Yeah. When's the last time you hated your brother? You're a murderer and you're an adulterer. Yep. You're out. You're out. You're out. Well, yeah, and and then and then you get faced with this uh this percentage game. Yes. Like what percentage of following the law, Gideon, do you have to uh score in right. to be saved? Right. Right. It's, it's relative. Right. It's on a curve to him. It's on a curve, and then it's also, <laughs> yeah, it's on a curve, but then it's also, he's grading it himself. So not only, even if he fits, let's say he says 70-30. Yeah. <laughs> let's say he says 70-30. You got to get a C-. minus. He chose 70, yeah. and he's also choosing which of his acts go into the 70, when, like you said, there's sins of omission, right. and then there's motivation behind good deeds. Yeah. Yeah. So you're you're biased already what you're going to put in that 70. Some of us even in our good <laughs> deeds, even in the things we we're, we're doing to God, we're still conflicted in those things and have conflicting yeah, uh, uh, uh faulty motivations. And so in all of it, again, when you compare yourself to Jesus, when you compare yourself to God's actual holiness, that he is not like us, that he is holy. When you compare yourself to that, you are so hopeless so utterly hopeless that the only pathway was for Jesus to come do it all for you and 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 be that substitution for your sin so that you can have a pathway to God that is the good news right and yeah. I, again i got a bunch of verses ephesians chapter 2 
right? Um, let's go there real quick. We're going to go to Ephesians chapter 2, and then we're going to go back uh, to a different passage. But I think it's important that we nail this right. And this is, um, right? Uh, let me let me go here. So it says... the Check your video. Oh, Boom. Okay. All of us used to live that way. Which way? Following the passions and desires and inclinations of our sinful nature. By our very nature, we were subject to God's anger. Okay? Um, just like everyone else. You know what that word everyone means? It means everyone. Okay? That's what that word means. Everyone else. Okay? And then it says, But God was so rich in his mercy, and he loved us so much, that even though when we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. It is only by grace that you have been saved. For he raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ Jesus. Okay? So that's like the like the basic, 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 basic of, of what salvation is, right? That, that that like we have to grasp this point, right? Um, and then it goes on to say, so God put uh so God can point to us all in a future age as examples of the incredible wealth of his grace um, and kindness towards us, shown us and all he has done for us who are united with Christ. God saved us by his grace when you believe and you take you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. You can't take credit for it. Okay? Um, salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done, so none of us can boast about it. Okay? And then here's James 2. Okay? So just dropping James 2 over and over and over and over and over isn't, you're not making an argument. You're kind of just being obnoxious. Okay, James 2, here it is. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus. So we can now do the good things he planned for us long ago. Faith by works, faith that works is dead. Yes, James 2 is still true, right? And I got, and I got another passage for this. The question isn't, should Christians do good works or not? Should, should we be disciples of Jesus who, who follow us? Uh, oh, excuse me, who follow Jesus? That's not the question. The question is, what constitutes who gets into heaven and who doesn't get into heaven? And it's not based on your works, okay? Let's go back here um, to this conversation. Basically saying, oh, man, you know, we're going to sin. Okay, I'm going to just put all my faith in Christ, sit back, and I'm going to make it to heaven. And no, that's, that's, not, that's not what I'm saying. That's what works-based salvation advocates place on people who... You see, I don't see why it's so hard to recognize that there are incentives to living a life in the wisdom of God that are separate from what it takes to be saved. You don't want to sin because it is a bad idea. When you sin, you are going to face consequences in this world as a result of that sin. Consequences that you want to stay away from. You know what I'm saying? We, we went... Uh, uh, I don't know if I did it with you. I'm starting to get tired or if I said it before you got on stream, but just take any of the random... Take adultery. You could list 10 reasons why adultery is a horrible idea and none of them have to do with you getting into heaven or not you're going so young don is saying hey look there's different there's consequences on this side of eternity right um the issue that that becomes is you create a straw man that's this is what happens and some of you guys are doing it now so you're saying i could do whatever i want no that's a straw man that's that's actually not what we're saying we're saying the motivation is different and here's what, here's, here's what uh, Romans 2, 6 says, right? So it's talking about, uh, the end of Romans 5 is talking about this, right? So just as sin ruled over our people and brought them to death, now God's uh, wonderful grace rules instead. Sin used to rule over us, now God's grace rules instead, giving us right standing with God and resulting in eternal life through Jesus Christ, okay? Here's Paul laying it out. And it's almost like he knew 
the responses to this argument that was going to come. Well then, should we keep on sinning so that God can show us more and more of his wonderful grace? That's the question, right? So you're saying we can live whatever way we want and just do whatever we want? And it's all... Of course not. Since we have died to sin, how can we continue to live in it? Or have you forgotten that when we were joined with Christ in baptism, we joined him in death? For we died and were buried with Christ by baptism. And just as Christ were raised from the dead, the glorious of the uh, by the glorious power of the Father, now we also live new lives. Okay? Let's jump back into to where y'all gonna. So, so there's no need to create a straw man. That's not the the the, the binary isn't the binary isn't a hyper grace or or works. The, the, that's a false binary. It's an unnecessary binary. It's one or the it's, no, no, that's, that's not what anyone's saying. It's saying the motivation. Does my son remain obedient to me because I'm going to beat him and punish him if he doesn't? Or does my son remain obedient to me because I'm a good, loving father and, 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 and the grace and the mercy extended to him for being my son, even when he falls short, is the deeper motivation to not sin? That that small distinguishment, that small difference, is a, 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 a huge chasm of, of how this plays out in the life of the believer. That small difference, okay? Because if you if you go down, and, and by the way, there's nothing that my son can do to make me love him any less. There's nothing that my son can do to 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 uh, not be my son anymore. He's still my son, even if he wilds out, right? And so, what about sanctification? A sanctification becomes a get-to, not a have-to. My son gets to be submitted to him because I'm a good father, and, and his father knows best about him. He gets to do that, right? Not because he has to do that. The motivation is different. So sanctification is us, us cooperating with the Holy Spirit. Why? Because he loved us first. While we were still enemies of God, he loved us enough to send Jesus. The motivation is different. It's from grace, which is by faith, that then we are transformed. It's a different motivation. If you're driven by fear, which I know like fear may seem like a better motivator in the short term, in the short term. If you're driven by fear, it, it's 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 not going to last, friends. It's not going to last. Okay, let's go back to this. To destroy your family, destroy your life, open yourself up to diseases, a possibility of unwanted pregnancies, then that turns into the possibility of abortion. There's so many reasons not to commit adultery. Why? So many reasons not to sin on this side of eternity. God's laws, God's commands, God's ways of doing things are in our best interest. They're in our best interest. Hey, repeatedly dropping a scripture over and over, um, it's going to get you put in timeout. Don't do that. Y'all just copying and pasting the same verse. Don't do that. That's mad annoying. Please stop. Why would I, having the wisdom of God given on to me through the Bible and through the words of Jesus, go forth and live my life foolishly just because it doesn't affect whether or not I'm going to heaven or not? You know what else doesn't go affect whether I go to heaven or not? How I spend my money. But I'm still not going to blow it recklessly just because I know it's not going to send me to hell. So this but my question, okay, so if someone believes that they are, that, you know, Jesus Christ is their Lord and Savior and everything, and they still want to commit adultery, would they still enter the kingdom of heaven? If someone believes that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior, and they commit adultery after? Yeah, but it's not on some stuff where it's like they messed up. It's just, Wait, I know. No, I sin is sin it. in the eyes of God. This man said commit adultery, and then he gave the caveat, but it's not like some stuff that they messed up. See, this is this is the issue. Adultery is adultery. And according to Jesus, lust after another man's wife, after another woman, is adultery. 
So, so you see how Gideon even created a, 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 a hierarchy of sin, if you will. To him, there's adultery when you really meant it. Then there's accidental adultery. How do you do accidental? You, you just randomly walk in and slip into some vagina and then, oh, I don't know how I ended up here. Right. Like, so, so like the intentional adultery is, is, is better than, uh, is worse than the, than the, uh, oh, I just kind of ended up in this situation. Whoops. How did I do that? And then there's the, uh, adultery in your heart. They're all adultery, brother. They're all adultery. All three make you an adulterer. Fornicating, pornography, lust, intentional adultery, unintentional adultery. It's all adultery. All deserving of punishment, all deserving of wrath. You don't, there's no hierarchy of sin. What are we, what are we talking? I mean, am I, am I the only one that caught him saying that? Let me see if I can pull it back just a hair. Where are we at? 29, I'm gonna pull it back. Just listen to what he says. Lord and Savior, and they commit adultery after? Yeah, but it's not on some stuff where it's like they messed up. It's just, I know. They messed up? They messed. It's not, it's not just, fam. I, you know, I just, I just slipped up. Yeah, I just slipped up. Oh, sin is sin it. in the eyes of God. Sin is sin in the eyes of God. Adultery is adultery. You sleep with a woman that is not your wife. That is adultery. And so, yes. Guess what? They will go to heaven. I believe that. I believe that because God says that if you stumble on one point of the law, it is as if you have broken them all. So you put in adultery up on a pedestal over that drop of pride you maybe momentarily felt during this conversation. You put that is a human invention. God sees them equally. And so... <laughs> The, I'm, so, I'm, not, I'm, so, not, I'm not trying to put it to the you, point of... No, but I'm saying it just how I believe that if you believe in Jesus and if you were to believe in Jesus as the sole means of having salvation, that drop of pride has not done anything to your seat in heaven. It is still there. Similarly, if someone were to commit adultery or even do something even more heinous than that, if they truly believe that Jesus Christ is Lord, they have professed that with their mouth and they believe in their heart that he was raised from the dead and it's the only means to have an eternal life in heaven, their salvation is eternal. That's what the Bible says. And that's what I believe. Okay, your, your, your seat could still be there while you're still alive. But when you die, you didn't repent. If you didn't turn away, is your seat is your Where seat does still it say that? Why would Christ throughout the entire Bible? Why am I showing? So again, logically think through this with me, friends. <clears throat> Let's say hypothetically, you've been uh, 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 living and following Jesus. Let's say hypothetically you're a man and you've wrestled with uh, 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 sexual sin fornication you slept with your girlfriend you've uh you, you you've even hooked up with some girls but then you 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 come to faith in jesus you go wow this is so amazing jesus loved me while i was a wretched fornicator adulterer praise god so you give your life to jesus and then you uh you, you have this turnaround and all of a sudden you you're walking with jesus and all of a sudden those sins that you were wrestling with by by the grace of god they're slowly falling off and you go years you go years without any 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 hint of 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 of, of sexual sin. Let's just say, let me just 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 flesh this out with me for a minute, right? You are uh, uh, you're not sleeping with girls no more. You are you aren't lusting. You're not looking at pornography. You you aren't you are you're not on Tinder no more. You just you just sexual free, right? You took our MasterMyHabits.com course where you found sexual freedom, right? I put together a Christian uh, uh, a, a, a course with my Christian therapist. You just crushing it. It's been years. And let's just say you are out and about and one night something happens, some 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 weird thing happens, so you get your feelings there and then you go down the rabbit hole and you just completely fall. I'm talking about you just binge in 
pornography. You just, ugh, yuck. You just, ugh. Right? The, the, the tissues are out. The lotion is out. The, yuck. And then you get in the car. You drive, feeling gross, feeling ashamed. You're driving to go get you some Chick-fil-A. And God forbid you get into a tragic accident. You didn't have a chance to repent. You didn't have a chance to, to uh, you didn't have a chance to repent. You didn't say, I'm sorry, God. You didn't, you, 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 you did not repent. But, but, but you're driving and you haven't, you haven't prayed yet because you still feel like, yuck. I noticed, I know, I know I'm preaching to somebody in here. Do you guys really think that the grace of God is so small that in that moment, if you were to get into a horrible, tragic car accident, that you would die and go to hell? Is that what you really believe? That, that Jesus' work on the cross is only limited to every sin that you have time to stop and repent and confess over? Is that what you really think? I've had, I've had, I've had parents reach out to me. I've had parents reach out to me whose sons made clear professions of faith in Jesus who showed immense joy and desire and for, for, for a variety of reasons, mental illness, whatever, um, they, they got sucked into drugs while trying to get off of drugs, going to church, not going to church, going to church, not going to church, and then tragically overdosed and died. And I've had, and I've, and their church will tell them, well, you know, he's in hell. He didn't have a, he didn't repent before he OD'd. You guys really think that the grace of God is so small that it only covers the sins that you, you, you cognitively repent for. That's the, that's, that's how cheap you think God's grace is. That's how low you think God's grace is. Friends, that's not the gospel. That's not the gospel. That is not the gospel. You are forgiven for your sins past, present, and even future. And, and the implications of said theology causes immense, immense hurt and suffering for people that have actually gone through some things. Right? And I'm specifically talking about to the parents. I've had multiple parents reach out to me about this, whose, whose son's OD'd. I mean, like the opioid crisis, like that's a whole nother can of worms we're not going to get into. But this stuff happens. And so like that's the, that, that and, their, and their churches, it's not even, not, their churches are telling them that, well, you know, he's in hell. Really? I don't know, man. I, I, don't, I don't see any evidence for that in scripture. Let's keep going though. examples of it saying if you love god keep his commandments and then you're saying oh it's okay you can't do it give up i, I hear you're coming from I and it sounds, it sounds awesome those words but that's, that's, the that's, that's the thing Gideon. that's the thing that's scary about Gideon. it is that Gideon. it sounds so awesome but it's, just, the bible's wait, not awesome just, the bible's not he said it sounds so awesome what is the what is the gospel the good news of jesus the good news of jesus is awesome gideon says it sounds so awesome but 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 the bible's not awesome really Listen back. Listen back. Listen back what he says. Invention. God sees them equally. And but, so 
I'm so I'm not, I'm so, not, I'm not trying to put it to the you, point no, of but I'm saying it just how I believe that if you believe in Jesus and if you were to believe in Jesus as the sole means of having salvation, that drop of pride has not done anything to your seat in heaven. It is still there. Similarly, if someone were to commit adultery or even do something even more heinous than that, if they truly believe that Jesus Christ is Lord, they have professed that with their mouth and they believe in their heart that he was raised from the dead and it's the only means to have an eternal life in heaven, their salvation is eternal. That's what the Bible says. Listen, listen carefully to what Gideon says. And this is so telling. I believe. Okay, your, your, your seat could still be there while you're still alive, but when you die, if you didn't repent, if you didn't turn away, is your seat, is your Where seat still going to say that? Why would Christ throughout the entire Bible, why am I showing so many examples of it saying, if you love God, keep his commandments? And then you're saying, oh, it's okay. You can't do it. Give up. I, I hear where you're where coming from. And it sounds, it sounds awesome. It sounds awesome. Listen to what he's saying exactly. But that's, that's, wait, the thing that's, that's the thing Gideon, that's scary about Gideon, it, is that Gideon. it sounds so awesome. That's the thing that's scary about it. It sounds so awesome. Awesome. Gideon, but it's, you the Bible's not awesome. The just, but the Bible's not awesome. Not a Philly, you Philly just, good thing. And like, Gideon, you oh, Philly, Philly good thing. Oh just, man, I'm all good. I can make anything happen. Gideon, you just that's broke, not what the Bible you is. just broke the night. It's, it's, it's the skepticism of like, it's too good to be true. But that's the good news. That it is true. It is true. And again... That doesn't mean you go on living that like hell. That's a false binary. You got to stop with the false binary, right? Well, then should we keep on sinning so that God grace may show us more? Uh, so God may show us more of His wonderful grace. Of course not. It's not the conclusions of it. It's, it's, it's not. It's not, it's not what that's saying. The commandment. What is the ninth commandment? Thou shalt not bear false witness. You said I okay. said something that I did not say. My bad. My apologize. What did, what did okay, you say? Okay, so so if someone walked into the room right now, lined you up, and put a bullet in your head, you going to hell because you didn't have a chance to repent to God for it? Not if I'm listening to you. Nah. Exactly. And you I should be. <laughs> well, ten but big booty Latinas, no, no, no. and I could get a Latino and hit him from the, the back. Here's... You see, you see, you see the conflation. You see the conflation. It always turns into hyper grace. Instead of hearing what Don is actually saying, which is you say by grace through faith alone, right? It turns into, so I can hit 10 Latinas from the back. I can still make it. No, no, no. You, Even though Gideon, I believe that Christ is my Lord and Savior, no, I can no, hit a Latino no, 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 from the back listen, right now. Listen, Gideon. All live in front of everybody, and I'll again, still make it. you just broke the ninth commandment again. I did not say that. I have not implied that. But two, you would not go to heaven, brother, because it sounds to me that you are placing some of your faith in your works. It sounds to me that you have not placed it. You, in fact, the fact that you just said that and made, you know, such a crass joke about the very biblical foundation of salvation tells me that you, you're making a joke out of it. You don't actually believe that faith in Jesus is sufficient for salvation. Hmm. And so I actually, even if you had gotten a chance to repent of your sins, you still would go to hell for not having all your faith in Jesus. That is it. All right, I'm going to read Matthew chapter 7. So it sounds like him and Don both agree uh, on uh, on the fact that Gideon left. They both agree on this. Gideon, in his current state, if he were to die in this moment, would go to hell. They, they both agree on that, but for very different reasons. Verse 21. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. Who do you think he's talking about? But he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven, many shall say to me that that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? Mm -hmm. And in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works? So, to me, this is sounding like people that believed in the name of Christ. No, what is the last thing you just read? In thy name done many wonderful works. Prophesied and prophesied. Folks who've done many wonderful works. Uh, in thy name. So done works and prophesied. Yeah, so they did works 
So they did. They actually works. did more. They did works and prophesied. No, prophesying is works. Proph prophesying is preaching. That's what he means to prophesy or to predict the future. But both of those, that's works. I never said that your salvation comes from your works. I never said it comes from preaching the gospel. Yeah, I never Verse said. Three. And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work in iniquity. Yeah, Don. You know I love you, man. I love you. I think you're a great dude. I think you're really smart. But I, I the, the thing that is just getting to me is I'm not saying you because I know you're gonna do your best to keep those statutes and commandments. I'm not. I'm not talking about you you know i know you're gonna have a righteous household you're gonna you know guide your family in the right what way what does that mean but i'm not gonna lie man it sounds like a like a give up ish attitude what like you, how it's 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 a <laughs> it is it should be it's not a give up in the sense of oh it's not worth anything it's a realization that you could never you could never accomplish it you could never hit the mark you Come could on. never if this conversation hasn't displayed that the flaws of human nature i'm sure both of us have displayed ego and pride in this conversation and i think we're pro both making a good effort to try and be humble and, and gracious to one another and even still that comes across it's an acceptance that we are so far we are so so wretched and wicked and and so far from god's standard of perfection it is a, a form of like oh it feels so good that i can let go of this impractical unattainable burden of trying to be perfect in the eyes of god by following his laws and instead i can just trust that jesus's perfect Come life on. and his invaluable blood Come was on. sufficient for my salvation and all i have to do is believe in him and because i am not an idiot and i am not a fool i am going to go forth and try and live my life in the wisdom of god because i want to live a blessed life and I it's another w for don it's another w for don i mean again i, I, I don't understand how you could we are not faith by grace Salvation by grace through faith alone is not lawlessness. It is not a license to do whatever you want to do. I'm not sure how anyone can hear what Don just said there and be like, oh, yeah, no, he's, he's preaching lawlessness. That's not what it is. It's the motivation from which one steps into a, a, a relationship with Jesus. Right? And that's, it's the motivation from that. I want to live a long life and a healthy life. However, I am relieved. I am relieved to know that. Can I ask a question? Before, I am re relieved to Can know I that. When I, what you just asked real quick? I, I am relieved to know that when I walk before the throne of God, I won't be wondering to myself, was I a good enough Christian? Okay. So you were just saying how it feels like a, a weight's been lifted. You know, you don't have to worry about, oh, am I keeping all the laws, statutes, and commandments? But it literally says here in the Bible that the laws are not grievous. So you saying that the what laws. What does that are, mean? It's, it's not a burden. Exactly. What would you call something that you are, you are commissioned or charged? to do that you are incapable of doing well then if if i'm going by your logic then the bible contradicts itself it because if doesn't. you're saying okay <laughs> oh my goodness we covered the be perfect as i'm already perfect like an hour ago so you can rewind the stream we actually went to the original greek and hebrew uh the the greek in that verse uh when jesus says that in that word you could easily look it up it's a matthew you can look up the word in the blue letter bible this is why i'm why it's important for you guys to take the how to study the bible course over at mastermydevo.com so you get biblically literate so you have these tools like the blue letter bible so you can go to the original languages and understanding that hey these things are written in different languages um you could just get literate around these things so 
Uh, let's go back here. We're almost done with this clip. But the Bible says that the commandments are a burden. Exactly. But you're saying that they are a burden. You're the one making them a burden, Gideon. You're the one that's saying that you have to meet some kind of standard, which nobody's able to draw a very defined black and white line as to what that standard is, by Come the on. way. Every Christian has a different standard in their head of what it means to truly be Christian. You're the one making it a burden. I'm the one that's saying that it isn't a burden. I'm the one that's saying it's not because it's not contingent on your salvation. It's for your own good. You get that? This is what I mean when I say I'm not. it's not a contradiction. And it's... It's interesting how two people can read the same verse and see good works, living your life God's ways, good works are in your best interest. They're not in the interest of God who's going to, you know, send you to hell. They're in your best interest to live God's ways will help you be in the perfect will of God for your life. They're in your best interest completely mirror images completely opposite images i read the law is not a burden what that i infer that as as the law is literally not a burden it is not to be a burden onto you but what do you call something you're expected to do that you can never do if you're expected not to sin but you can never attain a spot when you where you don't sin that is a burden it is stressful i i live in this christian spaces in youtube and one of the most common comments i see in the comment section are people who are claiming to be christian while simultaneously worrying if whether or not they will make it into heaven That sound like that sound like a lot of y'all in the comments in the chat sometimes, if I'm gonna be honest with you. Where does that come from? It comes from this bastardization of the gospel by mixing in works-based salvation. And so people are constantly trying to measure themselves up in the mirror. Am I Christian enough? Come on. Okay, Bob, but this logic, anybody that said that they believe in Jesus Christ will make it to heaven. But throughout the entire Bible, it says that the people that, that make is it to the kingdom the of heaven verse. is going to be as few as in the days of Noah. So if it's going to be as few in the days of Noah and you're saying it's this easy, how is that? It's not correlating. It's not, it's exactly. not correlating at all. Because, Gideon, you are the majority. You're stance is the majority bro your stance no, yours yours your stance like no. no no offense your stance is the majority no. most most the majority of christianity just is faith-based that's not true this is catholicism believes in a works-based salvation i believe uh orthodox i this is the one part where i actually disagree with a lot of the other ecumenical churches is on works-based salvation right it, 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 it's actually the majority view the performance of your righteous deeds is actually the majority view. This religion in general is this. You have to perform for God to love you and accept you. Right? In Christianity, we add a little bit of grace to it, but when you just say, hey, you're, you're saved by grace through faith alone. Mm, that is not a majority view. Maybe in certain evangelical circles where, you know, you got like a very soft, watered-down, cheap grace, but... Anybody that I know that actually understands salvation by grace through faith alone, um, this is not this is not the majority. This is this is far from it. That's the I would say that's eighty percent. No. How many Christians do you know actively try to keep the law? And by the law, I mean all of them. I have not met a single person who doesn't, and neither do you. Exactly. That's the point. So that's the minority. So if the so minority you just, is the ones that just, is trying to no, keep the law. No, then that nobody does, Gideon. Nobody tries to keep the whole law. That is the point. Not a single person <laughs> on this planet. That's why it's going to be as few law. as the days of Noah. No, that's the exact reason why it's going to be as few as the days so of Noah. So then you're going to hell. You've, you've accepted you're going to hell because you don't you know keep what? the if, whole if law. If I don't make it, I don't make it. But 
I want to try to preach to everybody. The Bible says it's going to be as few as the days of Noah. It is that's not everybody's going to make it to heaven. It is not going to be everybody on earth. You can't just believe. There's people like the Bible says throughout. Christ said a lot of people are going to say, "I believed in you. I believed in you," and He said, "I never knew you not." That's not what it says. That's not what it says. That's not what it says. That's broken. I just literally Matthew. Read it. Read it. Okay, I'll read it one more time. Because like I think the only thing that gets to me is I read something, but then after I read what I read, you tell me what you interpret it as but you're not showing me scripture to back it up i yeah i have showed you scripture to back hold on hold on this man just i think Gideon just caught got caught lacking again man i really thought he was gonna have a better conversation than this so i looked up the verse i looked up the verse somebody if somebody help me out fact checks me fact check me fact check please fact check me uh, the verses in Matthew chapter 24, it's all the ap apocalyptic literature. When a son of man returns, it will be like the, in the days of Noah. Okay, what about the days of Noah? In those days before the flood, the people were enjoying banquets and parties and weddings right up to the uh, time Noah entered his boat. People didn't realize what was going to happen until the flood came and swept them all away. Uh, that is the way it will be when the son of man comes. This is talking about God coming back, Jesus coming back in an unexpected fashion. That's what that verse is talking about. That's not talking about uh, there's only going to be one family spared on a boat or there's only going to be a small amount of people actually saved. That's not what that's saying. Two men will be working in the field. One will be taken to the left. It's, it's, it's God coming back like a, like a thief in the night. That's what that verse is actually talking about. And he goes on to explain it and drive this point home, right? Because the next passage right after that is about the, um, the, the parable of the 10 bridesmaids, right? So, 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 so Gideon's kind of, fumbling just using a, a a a random verse that's actually that's not it's not saying what he thinks it's saying at all that's not a um a quantifying statement of how many people are going to get in the into heaven that's not that's not what that's saying that's a, that that's a the timing of when Jesus comes back is not going to be uh uh expected people will be celebrating and having a good time jeez all right, up, Gideon. Okay, but then I show you another scripture, and you that... misinterpret. My claim is that you're misinterpreting the scripture. Okay, so I, I misinterpret. So this is the point, uh, Sandra. I see you. Based on how serious and holy God is, everybody is an awful person in need of Jesus. When we truly understand how wicked sin is, how much we sin, whether it's sins of commission, breaking the commands of God, whether it's sins of omission, not doing the things we should be doing, whether it's our thoughts, whether it's our words, whether it's our motivation behind our good works, whether it's us missing the mark, whether it's doing things out of a lack of faith, all of that is sinful. So when we factor in all that, we are all wicked, terrible people, all in need of a perfect Savior. Our best deeds are, are, are filthy rags to God. That's what that's saying. Everybody, everybody's far gone. Everybody's far gone. That's what makes it good news. No one's able to keep the law. No one's able to be perfect. No one's able to be righteous. None are righteous. Not one. And not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But you've been sitting up here the whole day saying that if you, if you. There you go. See, that's why you stumble when you talk. Because you, you are saying. Don finally had enough. <laughs> Don finally had enough. <laughs> yourself what do i say and what did the scripture say not everyone who said oh, unto me lord man. lord shall enter into the kingdom of heaven what does the scripture say it says everyone who believes in jesus what does it mean so, to believe in jesus it means to put there's two billion christians faith on yo don finally lost it <laughs>
No, to say that Jesus is God is not to believe that Jesus is God. Can someone say, I trust you while simultaneously not actually trusting them? Of course, people lie. People say snake things all the time. You my dog for real. People lie with their mouths all the time. And so what does your, what do you see in your heart? Do you truly believe? If you truly believe that Jesus is the only propitiation for your sins and you confess that with your mouth, you shall be saved. Don, if you believe in something, would you not follow it the whole way through? If I, let's say I believe in I a project. Sin. Let's say someone was like, Jadion, I want you to invest in this project. I you do gotta trust follow me. it all you the way through. You gotta put your all into it. I do. And I can't, I can't believe into something. If I didn't believe in my YouTube channel, that's if I said, yo, I could be a big YouTuber, that's but I wouldn't put the work in to be a big YouTuber, you're never gonna be a big YouTuber. All right, YouTuber. so the Bible so speaks against arguing. The Bible speaks against Shout out to Young Don for the way he handled this. Here's another way to think about it. Here's another way to think about it. Salvation is by grace through faith alone. According to Ephesians, to Romans, to Titus. Okay? It is a free gift. You've done nothing to deserve a free gift. It's a That's what makes it a gift. Discipleship, on the other hand, will cost you everything. You could be saved... And not be a disciple. You could be saved and experience the justification. You are justified by grace through faith alone and not be a disciple, not be someone that's fully given up everything to follow Jesus. It's another way to maybe look at it, right? You don't have to perform good works in order to be saved. Okay? Let's go back. Arguing, I have no desire to argue with you. I've given you my explanation. Brother, I wish you the best of luck. It sounds to me, it sounds to me, here's, it only sounds to me that only one of us is sure we're making it into heaven. That's what it sounds like. And the Bible says, shout out to Aaron. He said, mercy is not getting what you deserve, which is hell, punishment. Grace is getting what you do not deserve. Is that you should be able to come before the throne of God boldly. It sounds like only one of us has identified how to achieve that. And so I will pray for you, brother. I do not wish to argue with you. You know what I'm saying? I wish you the best. You well, go you know what? I hope in the future yourself. that we can talk again because I feel like this is That's a great fine. thing. That's that fine, but I, don't, so I don't want it to ever devolve into this shouting match. I have given you my like, opinion. Okay, so you can shout with the three Muslims for four hours. I didn't. Now that you're I talking to... I didn't shout with the. I didn't shout with the three Muslims. You can talk to the. You can talk to the. You can shout with the three Muslims. I did not shout with the three Muslims for four hours. I never talked about the word. You know what? Every every single scripture I've said, you haven't backed it with another scripture. You've just been. What are you talking about? I started this all whole thing with scripture. Romans ten verse nine. I walked you through the book of Hebrews, where the chapters in Hebrews where it talks about Jesus's atonement being. You know. Yeah, Gideon. That's goofy. That was completely irrelevant and unnecessary to bring up. Really and then I back something else. I really up. don't I appreciate that, that. After I rebuttal with what really, you said you know, with another I'm gonna, scripture, I'm, I'm going to never... grow, brother. I'm going to grow. I don't appreciate that comment about the whole Muslim thing. I feel as if I was already streaming for almost three hours. It's late. I, you asked to come on the stream. Just it's to not talk. that I have come to you destroy the law the or the problem. Right, I am bro. not come to destroy, but to fulfill. For verily I say right, bro, unto I'm you, heaven and earth pass. Jesus says, one jot or one tittle shall it no wise pass from the law to all. I really so. My honest question for Gideon, man, is like, brother, like, if you believe this, if you really believe this, why does your content not look that way? Maybe because you know that it's such a hopeless pursuit 
that you will never be able to live up to, that you just wipe your hands and go, well, I'm incapable of doing this anyway, so I might as well continue making rather debaucherous co content like going to the gigolo fest and, you know, documenting and doing all kinds of wild stuff. Because if you really believe this, your content, but isn't that interesting that folks that believe in this, I got to walk on eggshells, I got to do workspace salvation, I got to perform, 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 perform for God, um, seldom live this way. I think the cognitive dissonance is too gripping. I think when you are honest with yourself, at the end of the day, you know how messed up you are. You know how jacked up you are. Space salvation. So, so we gonna finish the video. I thought we did finish the the video. You had homies in that chat as well. You weren't alone. Jesus was in the midst, changing hearts. We water. Yeah, I wouldn't be opposed to moderating it next time. I mean, I think it's kind of. Uh, <clears throat> I think I, I I've showed my hand where where I land on all these things, and I disagree with with Don on one one issue. Um, I disagree with with Don on one thing, and, I, and I'll point it out here in a second. But I think I've showed my hand. I mean, I'm, I think Don crushed this whole and so this discussion God brings increase god bless thank you trippy j i really appreciate that brother ruslan is moderator that would actually be pretty good i don't even know where ruslan stands on this ruslan is moderator would be dope i'll pitch it to Chideon. i'll pitch it to him it's not hard the commandments to keep jesus said to the rich young ruler which go later on in the bible tells if you truly love your neighbor you wouldn't go against the commandments he says love and faith mm. i guess you live you're, you don't live your life in sin because if you believe that it's easy to keep the commandments and you continue to sin because what does the commandments are the law and sin is transgression of the law if you believe it's easy to keep the commandments then every time you sin you are blatantly breaking god's law when it wasn't even difficult that's crazy when i when i when i sin when i realize that i sin i i, I get to like thank god for the grace he's afforded me in jesus and be humbled by the fact that my flesh is so weak that i continue to fall short of the glory of god Come but on. for you you believe the commandments are easy and so what's your excuse when you sin i don't know how anybody listens to jesus say if you've lusted after a woman in your own heart, you've committed adultery and thinks that that's easy. I don't know anybody that, 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 or if you, if you have uh, hatred towards your brother, you're a murderer. I don't know how anyone thinks like, oh, well, it's easy. The commandments are so easy. They're not burdensome. What's your excuse? You must hate God. Maybe it's you that are resting on the laurels. Maybe it's you that are resting on the, the belief that God just going to forgive you for your sins so you can blatantly break these easy commandments and not be sleep well at night knowing that as long as I say my I'm sorry's before I go to bed, I'm still going to go to heaven. You misinterpret what I wrote, brother. Love is the greatest commandments. Okay. Loving isn't always easy, though. I apologize if I misinterpreted you. And thank you for your donuts. Donos, I do appreciate oh. I do appreciate all of your donos. But I still disagree. I still believe that sometimes it's very hard to love. Even the people you love the most, it's sometimes hard to love. That's what I believe. I don't think loving is easy. I think loving is actually one of the, being loving is one of the most difficult things in the world. I try my best to be loving to Gideon even up until the end of that chat. You know, what he said about, you know, trying to bring up the Muslims things, you know, I didn't appreciate that. And I'm not a genius, but I'm, I, I can think fast on my feet. I could have thought of some hurtful to say in response, but I tried my best to be loving. And so in that moment, I did what was the most loving thing I could do, which was end the conversation before it descended into you know disrespect and burnt bridges and that wasn't easy you know because what happens people now gain the comments are like don soft don's l don running from the argument and so it's like loving isn't always easy man turning the other cheek isn't always easy i thought they sacrificed lambs for forgiveness of sins so jesus is the lamb of god hence you willfully sin after the truth if you willfully sin after the truth it's wrong what do you mean willfully sin when have you ever accidentally sinned sinning that's what i was talking about earlier with some you know where, where he was like hey do uh 
accidentally, what did he say? He said, uh, you know, uh, on accident, when you commit adultery, you, you didn't mean to. <laughs> like, what does that mean? Like, oh, man. Is breaking the law. When have you ever accidentally broken the law? Come when on. is the last time you did something that you didn't do on purpose? Last time I checked, everything I do, I do on purpose. Now, you may not want to take responsibility for your actions. I'm not, a, I'm, I never am a subconscious zombie that just does things without realizing I'm doing them. We are saved by faith, not of our own works yet. We are saved to do good works. Good luck, y'all. This is why not many will enter into heaven, unfortunately. And I don't say that to be mean. Again, this says nothing about your nature as a person. It, never, it doesn't say anything about whether or not you you're 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 a nice person. You're probably a wonderful person, Cisco. But this ideology is what gets you into hell. And this this is the one part where I would disagree with Young Don on, is that I don't think that if someone holds, um. Uh, inaccurate, incomplete soteriology that they're going to go to hell. It's the only thing. I think I think they need to repent of bad theology. I think they need to repent of of a of a of a, of a performance works based gospel. But I don't I don't I'm not I, I wouldn't go as far as to say everybody who holds this position is going to hell. That would be the one thing, one area me and Don would disagree on. Um, even though I, I do, I do believe, and let me be very clear, I do believe that uh, Jesus plus anything ruins everything. Jesus plus having to be a member of a specific church, having to get baptized in a specific name, needing to be a part of a specific denomination, having to read a specific translation of the Bible. Jesus plus anything ruins everything. I do believe that. Um, but there's a lot of folks that genuinely have faith in Jesus, that have a distorted view of soteriology. Many of you guys are here now and you're trying to perform for God and maybe you're looking for clarity on some of this stuff. Maybe you're not sure of when and how and works play into this stuff. And I'll, I'll reiterate again. Um, but I think it goes without saying that Don has a very special uh, grace over his life um, and just the, the growth spurt that he's had in the last couple of months. Um, in Jesus, that I think if you if you see that, it's evidence that he is growing very rapidly, and it's super encouraging. And we t we talked about it. We we talked about a video of just him being willing to just go grow in his theology and his doctrine is super dope. Um, and so that would be the one error, the one caveat I would probably disagree with him on is I think having uh, a faulty theology, a faulty soteriology, a faulty view of certain things doesn't exclude anybody. In the same way that I would say if you you know. God forbid you die and you didn't repent of all your sins, you're not going to hell. I, I, I would say that in, in the same regards, you know. But if you are, um, but if you are depending on your works, um, why? What do you, what? The works plus grace-based salvation is the most popular doctrine in modern Protestant Christianity. And it is going to And it's not just Protestant Christianity. The majority of the church to hell. Your work and again, that would be the one part I would disagree with him on. Works is a result of faith, but it has nothing to do with your salvation. It is a simple but subtle difference. And I really pray that you grasp that before you die. Your works is a result of faith, but it has nothing to do with your salvation. Your works are a result of faith, but it has nothing to do with your salvation. Everybody on the same page of what the actual position is. All right. It is a simple but subtle difference. And I think Don is, is frustrated here as well, to be fair. You know, it, it seems like he had been on for a while. 
Uh, I don't think Gideon did a good job, and I definitely think the the Muslim thing was was a low blow. I really pray that you grasp that before you die. How do you go to hell for believing in doing good works after being saved? If you believe in doing good works, you're not saved. If you believe that doing good works is okay. So again, I'll, I'll break it down to you guys one last time, just just so we're we're all clear. Um, you are saved by grace through faith. This is per Ephesians chapter two. It, it, it's very straightforward. Okay. Um, <clears throat> The language that's used in the scriptures is that we are we are adopted sons of God, right? And so if someone becomes a child of God, uh, when someone is is a part of the family, there's nothing they can do to not be a part of the family. My son is my son no matter what, whether he's obedient, whether he's disobedient, whether he listens, whether he doesn't listen, whether he does the things I ask him to do, or if he doesn't do the things I ask him to do. And when and 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 and, and because my son has this revelation of his identity as my child, as, as, as an heir to, to our family name, there's less of a need to perform because there's safety, there's protection, there's there's love, there's there's correction, and ultimately, there's, ironically enough, a better, more consistent fellowship, which then flows out a, a, a transformative process of works, not to uh, uh, limit his identity, not to change him or, or, or make him my son any more or any less. And so we're saved by grace through faith alone, that there it is. Now, as someone that is is my son, because he loves me, he then acts accordingly. You're saved by grace through faith alone, therefore act accordingly. Um, if you don't act accordingly, that doesn't negate part one of that process, right? And so um, I, this isn't that complicated, but it's wild how... Uh, how divisive the conversation still gets, you know, um, uh, have him, uh, him having this understanding now will save him so much heartache. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cause if you're always walking on eggshells for God and you're always trying to perform for God and you're always trying to do these things, um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's just a mess. We are saved by grace, um, of God through faith. And now we can walk in the light. Now you get, now you get to walk in the light, you know? That's the truth. Spoiler, there will be no names written in the book of life. However, all of us saved will be written in the Lamb's book of life. Uh, I'm not really sure what the what the punchline is there. Um, uh, Gideon looks like he was about to convert soon. I don't know if he was about to convert soon. <laughs> Just curious. But doesn't Galatians give us that? Give us, give us, wait, wait. Doesn't Galatians give us that, though, about trying to obey the law and being cursed from Christ? That's what comes to mind when uh, when Don says adding works. Yeah, that's a good point, Isaiah. That's a really good point. Um, Galatians does says that, so it's an entire rebuke to the church in Galatia about adding works back to salvation and how um, and how uh, 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 you know it's wrong. And even in that, Paul confronts Peter. Um, I don't think we would say that Peter was believing a false gospel or 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 not. I think Peter was in error, and I think. Uh, Folks who believe this are an error and they need to be corrected. Um, but I don't think that instantly makes them not saved. The church in Galatians needed to be corrected and rebuked. Right? Right. Uh, how is trying not to sin or losing the urge want to sin acting on works and not faith? I thought when you get closer to God, you lose the passion for these things. You do. But that's but but the, but but you losing the passion for those things is not an evidence for you um, being saved or not. You can you, you there are different things that God will take away from you in different seasons. I'll give you an example. When I first got saved, not cussing was not an issue. Later on down the road, I started cussing again, and I need to stop cussing. 
other issues stayed in my life for a very long time. Because of the sexual trauma and because of getting molested as a kid, I dealt with pornography and sexual sin for decades. That didn't make me any less saved. That didn't make me any less Christian, right? That's 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 the difference, right? Um, Rusa, can you talk about repentance, please? In a Discord, he has been saying some iffy things. Yeah, so so about the repentance thing, I I I know where you're going with that. Um, I know where you're going with that. So the repentance thing. So he is correct, and I and I'll reference you guys to a video. I don't know if I could pull it. Let me see if I could pull it up here. I'll reference you guys to a video, and I and I shared this on my community tab, and I thought this was brilliant. Um, so this is again. So you guys aren't like, this is Young Don, the new convert, or Ruslan saying this. Um, there's a video by Kurt Kennedy, who's a friend of the channel, who's a pastor, who's well-studied, who's extremely smart, um, and I recommend you guys go watch it, and the video is called Christians Stop Saying Repent. It's 35 hours, 35 hours, 35 minutes study. And what that, what that word is saying, what that, what this, what this video is about is that when you're talking about repentance in, in, in the New Testament, by and large, repentance is not something that Christians are told to do over and over again. You won't find that word used that way. Repentance is usually aligned with, um, with justification and salvation. Repent and believe. So repentance is more aligned with faith and believing in Jesus and not about changing your behavior. When you believe something, the trajectory of your life changes. So the repentance aspect is to change. You were going, you were going 180 and then you repented. You placed your faith in Jesus and, and your, 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 your trajectory of everything did a 180 twist, it, t- turn. Some of y'all say 360 and it's wrong. 180. And so I'm probably butchering some of this, but I share this on my community tab. Christians, stop saying repent. I'll share it again. This is an important conversation because we conflate the word repentance. And so um, when repentance is used 95% of the time in the in the New Testament, I'm pretty sure like most of the time, um, it is specifically talking about conversion, about justification, about faith. It is not telling the Christian you need to keep repenting over and over and over and over and over again. Okay? That's not what that's saying. That's not what that's saying. Um, That doesn't mean that the Christian who's in sin, who's living like the world, who's acting crazy, that doesn't mean that that person does not need to be corrected. That doesn't mean that that person does not need to be rebuked. There's a whole book in the Bible, 1 Corinthians of a bunch of folks that were living carnal. Paul tells them so. And I think in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, he just full out tells them, you guys are carnal. Y'all are carnal. Never does he question their salvation. So there's carnal Christians that needed to change and stop behaving like the world, like the pagans. Sexual immorality. In 1 Corinthians 5, he says there's a dude that's sleeping with a stepmom, but he never questions their salvation. There's a whole book about it. Go read the book. Go read. Go read it. First Corinthians chapter. Uh, read for First Corinthians, right? Um, the, even the simple definition of repentance doesn't allow for how we usually use it. Yeah, we 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 butcher that word. We butcher that word, and so um, it's important that that again and again. This is not me. Go listen to an actual pastor who is way smarter than I am and pastors a church and you know is connected to guys that you know Bible college like. Listen to Kirk Kennedy. Um, brilliant, 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 brilliant pastor. Uh, on this topic, and it's called Christians Stop Saying Repent. Okay? Um, so so Young Don is correct in that. Again, the, because we have a very binary approach, we then go, well, then Young Don is saying people need to live lawless. Nope. That's not what it's saying. That's not what I'm preaching. That's not what I'm telling people to do. That is not it. Right? That's not, that's, that's not the argument. The argument is, hey, Jesus 
came, lived the life you couldn't live, died the death you should have died in your place on the cross, imputed his righteousness to you, created a pathway for salvation, justification, and he, he, he has a pathway for us to heaven through his blood, and also he makes us born again on this side of eternity, right? And, and so because of the good news of that, um, we get to act accordingly. We don't have to. You get to. And when you don't, it hurts you. So therefore, don't hurt yourself. Don't do stupid stuff. Don't keep putting your hand on the stove confused when it burns your hand. Don't do that. If my son puts his hand on a stove and I tell him, don't put your hand on the stove, and he burns his hand, he doesn't stop being my son. He's still my son. He's just hard-headed, right? He's just hard-headed. And so um, that's why this stuff is important, guys. Um, that's why this stuff is important because um, if, if, if we're examining it in, in all of scriptural context, all of soteriology, it is not, uh, it, 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 a lot of these things don't, don't mean what you think they mean. I also like to hear Ruslan's take on Ray Comfort. I've heard him say many times, he sinned countless times, but he doesn't anymore now that he's saved. Yeah, I would disagree with, 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 with uh, Ray Comfort on that. I think he's wrong. Uh, I think you could say, I sin, but I'm no longer a sinner. I still, I still have sin. That's a, you could say that. You could say, hey, I, uh, I'm a saint now. I'm the righteousness of God, right? 2 Corinthians 5, he, he made him who knew no sin to be sin so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Right? Uh, let's go there. This is this is another one of those verses. Like First Corinthians, uh, 2 Corinthians 5. All of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciliation. For God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against him. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. We are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. For God made Christ, who never sinned, to be the offering for sin so that we might be made right uh, with God through Christ. Check out the, the ESV. For our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Right? We might become the righteousness of God. You are the righteousness of God. So you could say, I'm the righteousness of God. I'm no longer a sinner. Right? But, but that's not the same as saying, I don't sin no more. Ray Comfort sins. I sin. We all sin. We all sin. We all sin. Uh, and, and if you want to go deeper, check out the um, How to Study the Bible course we got, free course, going over some of these tools, mastermydevo.com. I think you guys will appreciate it. And again, uh, big, 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 big Black Friday sale happening all this weekend. Uh, quantity is limited, so don't play yourself. Uh, you can go to blessgod.shop, scoop up some merch, sustainable, high quality, all the goodies, scoop them up now. If you're here live... Um, this video is going to redirect to the after party. Um, so make sure you stick around for that. I'll do a bit more engagement with the chat there, answering all the questions and all that kind of stuff. And so, uh, yeah, just make sure you stick around. And uh, and I'll also link a video where uh, me and Young Don talk about him fleshing this stuff out in real time. And uh, I think you guys will appreciate Young, Young Don's humility in this. I think he does a really, 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 really good job of uh, just being willing to go and where the truth leads him and being willing to um, be around uh, brothers who can help him in some of this stuff. He, I think Young Don's done, done a great job, and I'm, I'm excited to see where the Lord takes him. So I'm going to pin this up somewhere over here. I'm going to see you over there. Peace.